Cheers. Oh, you're just going for the wine, eh? Yeah. What do you want? Straight Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could afford Jack Daniels, I'd be there. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, what's new? Uh, this is just an emergency podcast. Emergency podcast. Before. Never before. This is probably the fastest turnaround that we've ever done. Crisis mode. Fuck! Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, just let me turn on, um, turn off. Fucking yeah. I've been listening to M- NBC all fucking day. Hmm. Uh, so, it is 9.24 here in New Zealand, PM, Wednesday evening. 7.24. Melbourne time. Melbourne time. And probably... God, so six hours ahead for New York. What's it make it like three thirty AM New York? It's time? late. Late enough for it. It's way past Donald Trump's uh, son's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, Baron was just about <laughs> to fall asleep. <laughs> What's his name? I think it's Baron. Is that not Baron? Of course it's Baron. But Baron with two R's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Baron three fucking thirty in the morning. And the and what would be most surprising is, well, what is most surprising is that Donald Trump's acceptance speech is no less um, incoherent, no more incoherent than any other speech he gives, despite the fact it's like nearly four in the fucking morning. Yeah. That's the exact same standard of quality, uh, standard of speaking that he has demonstrated the entire election campaign. Oh, uh, it's only going to get better. Um... He he was surprisingly gracious about uh, with Hillary, but I don't know. That's kind of like once once you've defeated, once you once you've yeah. fucking devoured the thing, like, then you can be like, oh, yeah, she's done a yeah, lot for I the wonder, country. Wonder, yeah, yeah. I mean, and not, that not was so clearly the script as well. Like he was he was he was reading that bit, and then yeah. you know I was just waiting for him to go off script i was waiting for him yeah. to start to take the turn that we all knew he was going to take and it was like four minutes five minutes he'd gone from hillary's really you know she fought a hard battle politics is hard to check out the bronze bust that they put up in front yeah, yeah, of this yeah. and like doing a roll call of all the bigoted creepy old white fuckers who had been supporting him all through the campaign yeah. or indeed not supporting him like yeah. uh, just i don't know I, I I still I can't process it. I don't know. I don't really know what to do. Did you like, see that Paul Krugman came out and said that he the only outcome that he can expect, economically speaking, is a global recession? Have you seen what the Dow Jones has done? Who are you listening to? Who are you watching today? So I was watching Washington Post and a little bit of New York Times and a little bit of Five Thirty Eight. Okay. Uh. What, are you eating something? Yeah, I'm having a ginger cookie. I needed a oh. sugar hit. Oh, that sounds one? good. No, thanks. Mm. Uh, global recession. The Dow Jones it... has already gone down 800 points, which is where it caps. This is, is off. Just... <laughs> this is like over, overnight sales. Is there any... I mean, I know that people said this about Bush and, you know, you kind of, you kind of get uh, soundbitey things. He says stupid shit all the time, but... He wasn't the worst president. He still got some 
things done. Is there any possible outcome where this works out and it's not just a fucking shitstorm? Um, I mean, in, in his in his acceptance speech, he's he's emphasizing uh, wanting to uh, find common ground with. Uh, people around, like other countries around the world rather than create enemies in like he's stressing that so i guess that's a that's that's a reaction to bullshit things he's said off script exactly that's what i was going to say like that's so fucking galling of him because his entire campaign has never even broached that kind of decency yeah like and and it's the same thing as like Oh, you know, I want to work hard to bring everyone together. It's like you literally for 18 fucking months did everything that you felt was necessary to get to this position. And that meant campaigning with hatred and bigotry and throwing people under the bus and backstabbing and changing your mind and just being generally a sociopath. Like I, 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 I can't listen to that and be like, Oh, you know, he's, he's really made good strides to kind of mend this, this, um, this chasm it's like what the fuck are you talking about where has this come from i think that feeds well into the theory that like he's just like okay win 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 i'm gonna be the president i'm gonna this is the thing that i need to win it's like literally the maximum maximum thing he could win after all his economic uh success president then you win the world you're king of the world he wins that and he's like like now what do i do be president yeah, here's all years. I can hope for. He decides, well, I've done Earth. How about fucking Jupiter? And he just yeah. flies off into the sun. Yeah. Yeah. What was your daylight today? How did you how did you approach you know the coverage? It was I had a pretty fun day to be honest. Okay. Good. There was a there was a there was a part of me that was kind of, was glad that uh, there was a part of me that kind of liked the that there was a bit of tension. I, I honestly thought it was just like media hype at the so I woke up today, uh, I started, I turned on the TV around 11 um, and just basically sat there. I had 5.38 there, I had the New York Times ticker. I was just going through, basically my whole day was just sat, sat in front of the TV. It was it was really fun. Um, and I was just like texting you, I was texting Eddie, uh, like all my all my friends that are more politically savvy than me, like asking to verify and explain a few things for me. So it was it was nutritious in that way but um uh, i just thought it would it would just be like okay yeah but now 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 you know it was closer than we thought but hillary won um he 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 destroyed her really Uh, did you see you i assume you 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 got me on to 538 yeah uh they predicted him if it kept going or which they're predicting that he's going to win uh 305 of the electoral votes that's that's a big win yeah it's yeah. It's it's closer it, closer than uh, Bush and Gore. Really? Yeah. God. It's um. It was closer than Bush and Gore. It was uh yeah. It, it it's. I mean, I find it so. I, I mean, it's going to be endlessly, um, endlessly digested, and 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 basically, the entire world is just going to look at itself and go, "What the fuck just happened." Um, and try and and try and analyze it, try and break it down and say, how did, how did this get to this point? And, you know, as an outsider, it feels like there's a few obvious focus points of that, right? You know, there's, there's the, um, the question of 
uh, of of the exclusion of people from voting. So the actual system of voting in which um, people aren't entitled or, or aren't um, automatically included, and which thus or or, or forced to vote, and thus um, there is opportunities to um, try and exclude, actively try and work to suppress the votes of minorities or people who um, would vote against you. Uh, there's the whole uh, racism side of things where the Voting Rights Act was repealed this year and for the first time in 50 years um, that it hasn't been um, in place and something like nine states are affected. All of a sudden, um, in the in response to two terms of a black president, um, we get a far-right white president that comes in. Yeah. And then you have the question of the third parties and the people who, uh, in a system where there isn't prefer- preferential voting, where you don't get to say, I vote Gary Johnson, but if Gary Johnson gets knocked up, then I would choose Clinton over Trump. Yeah. The people that voted for third parties and in multiple states, the difference, you know, the amount of votes that went to third parties... Um, even if half of those were split evenly between Clinton and Trump, would have given Clinton the win. You know, the number of, like, like Florida. If if half the people that voted Johnson in, in Florida would have preferred Clinton over Trump, yeah, which seems more than reasonable, if they'd actually just voted for Clinton, this thing would have been fucking over five hours ago. Yeah. But it was amazing that she lost Wisconsin, which is... Yeah. Bernie Sanders it's like what the fuck Nick you gotta do the intro mate oh shit yeah uh, uh, welcome to Deep Four everybody it's Nick and Michael here special emergency Deep Four edition we're a podcast we talk about philosophy we talk about things tonight we're reacting to the US presidential election 2016 the year that was hopefully <laughs> forgotten by everyone in the future um, yeah. over on the internet Earth series finale series finale um, over on the internet today, Michael Zabrecki, say hi. Namaste. And my name's Nick. Not very funny tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit funny. Uh, only bit only funny. in like a, wow. <clears throat> All right. Um, so let's talk logistics. Okay. How could this affect Joe Blow in um, Christchurch and in Melbourne? How could this possibly affect us? I think... The genuine answer is that the GFC was not very long ago. It was 2008, right? Things have been gradually getting more stable, getting back to where they were. But it is not, it is not fixed. And the reality is that, as we have seen, the global lack of confidence in Trump as a leader, the global, global disbelief in the direction of the United States, is already in the space of you know, six hours of suspected success for the Trump campaign, just bottoming out the US dollar. And yeah. if if they if they're not on top of it, if they're not responsible economic um, uh, responsible in their economic plans, then it all slips back into a recession again, and that affects everybody. So it could affect us financially. Totally. Um, I heard. A great metaphor today. Um, the, a lot of the news anchors were trying to explain how this happened, and one guy said it was like, "It's like 
um, they were talking about how this is kind of a reaction. I mean, you have you have Brexit, you have to a lesser extent Pauline Hanson um, and Trump. You know, why the fuck are people voting for these? Uh, you know, these these uh, they're not they're not dark horse. These wild cards, and they're talking about how it's it's a reaction to something. And he said, uh, you know, it's like if you if you've got cancer and someone offers you, you know, uh, an experimental drug, and the doctor says this is ten percent. Uh, likely to work, and people are saying, "Give me, give me that. I'll take those odds. Hmm. I just want to try anything." Yeah, that's not. A, that's an interesting analogy, and yeah. it's funny that you say Hanson. I don't know if you actually saw it, but um, did you see that she tweeted at Trump today? What'd she say? Oh, something like, "Congrats to the our next president." Uh, you know, mad love XOXO or some fucking mad. No, I'm making mad love. I'm making <laughs> but you know, like, oh, I don't even want to. Google her on Twitter, but let's have a look. You don't want to have that. Uh, the first one that comes up is uh, Pauline Hanson, is the Donald Trump of Australia, and she just won. Oh, God. Okay, so let's just go back through the history of Pauline Hanson tweets today. Most recent let's. tweet, 46 minutes ago. Sometimes dreams do come true. Fuck. Jesus. Um, <laughs> then two hours ago, you have to dare to dream and never give up. With your friends and family behind you, anything is possible. Hashtag people power, hashtag trunk, hashtag make American great again. Look, the girl knows how to hashtag. I'll give her that. And here's, okay, so here's the one that I was referring to. Um, three hours ago, at real Donald Trump. Mr. President, my door will always be open. Congrats on behalf of Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party of Oz. Yeah, that was the thing that was preventing Donald Trump from meeting with Hanson. Just a door. The closed door. That, sh- that she'd locked <laughs> yeah. from the she inside. Was, should should someone tell her that he's actually not from Australia? <laughs> um, so back to this whole reactionary thing. You're, t- you're totally right. I, it's like there are going to be um, PhDs written on this whole this year. time yeah fucking it's an era it it's is an, an era. era and it's and it's yeah. it's so i mean we've never hidden the fact that you and i have an angle we we we, we have a, a a shared i guess status and class and upbringing and yeah thing but i ju- and and education and and privilege but good looks good looks um fashion sense um, the, the, I, I, I just, I, I find it so, I, I wish I could understand what it is that people see. And, and, and that's like, a, that's a fundamental, I guess, problem of humanity is that it's, it's hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes. It's hard to imagine the thought processes of someone that isn't you, mm-hmm. but I just, I just don't get it because these these choices, voting for Brexit and electing Trump, they're often directly contrary to the thing that would best help the people voting for them. Yeah, but that but it's a it's an emotional it's it's an emotional response. But then it's I, not one. Sorry, you go. It's just, it's not one made rationally, and people see that they that they're like, well, my situation's shit, and they've had eight years of. Democrats, and they're thinking, well, where, where, like, if if Hillary gets elected, it's just going to be more of the same shit. I mean, 
I, I, you couldn't blame him. You think Hillary would be quite a boring president, to be honest. There wouldn't be much much action going around. So you, so I, I can understand the desire to just be like, well, let's go with the fucking wild card. But I think, like, those people, those people talking about it being a boring presidency, those people saying that things haven't improved for them, they're the people who have had the privilege for decades and centuries prior because for minorities, for women, for um, people who have struggled to have um, progress made, those past eight years and the potential of the upcoming, you know, four years of, of Clinton presidency was the potential to finally see change on things that um, would bring them equal to the status that, you know, the complainants on the other side have always yeah. have always had. So, right. you know, when when you when you hear people say, "Oh, things are getting worse for us," there is absolutely truth in that. And 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 you know, the as we talked about the whole rural situation where you know um, Central America, you know, the the non coastal non cities kind of. Um, towns have been suffering which is absolutely fundamentally true and understandable that people would feel left behind or left out but despite all the um the legitimate complaints that um that sector of you know trump voters have i can't help but also think that some of the complaints they have about the changing um you know united states or the changing britain or to a lesser extent hopefully, um, the changing Australia, is based on prejudices. And it, it's there's part of it which is absolutely um, based in, um, you know, financial hardships and changing economy and changing industry and that kind of stuff. But there's a non-zero part of it, which is I don't like the fact that black people are now being treated <clears throat> normally or I don't, I can't deal with the fact that transgender people could be using my bathroom or I don't... I can't deal with the fact that society, as I expect it to be, no longer conforms with that. Do you image. think it's a, Do you think it's as simple as that? I don't think it's as simple as that. Because I, I hear the thing I can relate it to is um, I see a lot in, especially on social media, about uh, a lot of stuff that kind of condemns men, calling you know not blanket. To, it just it it does kind of feel like uh, you know, um, ma- like a, just man hating. I don't want to call it that because then you get called out for saying oh, you're being a sooky white male. But there is that kind of sense that I do get that I feel like I like seeing every day just something just saying about how men are shit guys and they're creeps and you know and I and I know that they are and I. But I don't because I don't feel a part of that. I only feel a part of that just because I share the gender. But I don't. I don't actually feel a part of that. That pisses me off. And then, and then you see these guys getting called out when when they when they have set. And a lot of them are dickheads. I'll give them that. Like these lads. But then you know this thing of um, what is it like uh, mansplaining? Yeah. Have you heard of that this term? And um, you know uh, uh, about the. Oh, that was the recent thing about the um, about the the pill that men had to get an injection to for the pill, and then they they didn't like it and stuff, and 
you know, just that kind of shit. That kind of pisses me off. And that that's, I mean, I don't, I, I understand and I want equal rights for everyone. And I understand that there's a massive history of persecution there. But I still do feel that, I still have that feeling that it's, that I don't, I didn't have anything to do with that. And I'm sorry it happened to you, but I didn't do that. And I don't, I don't want to be lumped in with everyone else. I think it's more to do with, I think it's more to do with that rather than actively, you know, not wanting the transgender person coming, like using the same bathroom or, um, or feeling resentful that blacks are now getting a shot. I think it's, I think it's more along the lines that, you know, to, for someone else to come up, you, ha- you have to go down. And that's been the case for, especially for men and women, explored in the great film uh, Fight Club. You know, the, the, rise, of, the rise of women. Uh, oh, man. So for, for, for women to go up, men need to come down. Do you actually believe that, though? What? That men have to come down for women to go up. Um, well, they, no, I know, not, not come down. Um, but they have to lose, they have to, they have to give up some things that, uh, that they probably shouldn't have had in the first place. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the true statement that they've always had privileges, which now when being thrown into an equal playing field, they suddenly realize they don't match up or measure up as they once did. Okay. Uh, yeah, it sounds better when you say it like that. But I mean, there is. I don't. I don't believe for a second that for someone to be treated equally to everyone else, that everyone else has to be, low, has to lower, um, what they earn, or what they, um, has to it's lose not... out. It's. It's like being. It's like. I mean, it's if, just like if... letting someone no, into the Nick, club. But Nick. But Nick, even if you've had, even if you're a very privileged, spoiled child, you have to, and someone says, no, we're going to give, we're going to take away your presents to give to little orphan Johnny over there. Uh, you, uh, yeah, I mean, I've just, pro- I've just proved against my own point in a way, but, um, you know, that, I think that's, that's what it is. You know, that feeling of the spoiled child having to give up some presents to Orphan Johnny. It, orphan Johnny in this metaphor are women. <laughs> All women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think there's flaws with that analogy. Um, but the... Uh, you know, if, if the idea... If, if to pick just one example. If the idea is that your average male worker gets... Um, X dollars a year and your average female worker gets 80% of X dollars a year the man doesn't have to earn 90% of the dollars a year for the woman to earn 90% of the dollars a year if you just treated women like they were a guy and pit them head to head with any other worker in the potential applicant pool they just are fighting against another competitor another applicant for that job, like they would be fighting against another male applicant of that job. Yeah. You don't have to implicitly lose ground um, for but, equality to be shared around. But 
but are there, I mean, people, uh, one thing I, I can kind of cite is um, on Facebook you see um, kind of people say, why Why don't, uh, for music festivals, just because that's part of the world that I'm, I'm, I'm a part of, mm. um, why don't we see more um, female musicians, female bands or female DJs at these festivals, you should have more female DJs. Well, if you go, like, what if there are just less? Yes, but then what? The question is, why are there fewer female DJs? Yeah, and that—that's the real issue. And they, and the yeah. the answer is because probably of institutional or, or, or institutions. Wrong word. Systemic. No, it's true. System, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, systemic yeah. problems in the. Um, yeah, environment, the culture, which, but yeah, the culture, which the culture encourages to someone yeah. to exactly. get into music. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that the male DJs are entitled to feel pissy or entitled to feel like they're losing ground if a female DJ who may not be as good as them is given equal billing on the on the um, stage. Okay, but that's not equality then. Or is it? Do you need to... Do you need to... Uh, We're talking over- affirmative correct- action, you, I guess. Do you need... You need to... Well, affirmative action is overcorrecting. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't feel fair. But... But you don't magically fix the problem just by well, taking you- away... You, you don't necessarily fix the problem just by taking away the... Um, the inequality, you might actually need to do some legwork to help people get up to. That's a very good point. There is a, um, there's a, a, a good image that I might link to or, or use as the header of the podcast, but I'll describe it to you because it's an audio podcast and everyone knows the best way that images work is by describing them aloud. But basically, ah, fuck it, no, I'll just use the image. You can go look at it afterward. Um, okay. That's too complicated. Um, so to, to sort of circle back around to what we're talking, can you encapsulate your statement of what the Trump voter has, why, why a Trump voter has chosen Trump? Can you, can you sum up your hypothesis on that? Um, that's a very difficult question, Nick. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's an unreasonable question to ask. Let's try. Um, okay, so I, the first thing that comes to mind is fear. Mm-hmm. Scared of the, uh, of the possibly the uh, the monsters under your bed. Mm-hmm. But also, I think uh, validly scared of um, actual changes in there you know, life or home, you know, town and income and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean if, you, if you're scared of those things, like, Trump has just tri- pitched himself as one of, I don't know how the fuck he's done it. It's genius, really. He's pitched himself as, as one of them. But he's, is, I don't know enough about this. Is he, is he got, is his interests well? The Republicans' interests are lie with the uh, the big money, right? Mm-hmm. 
traditionally. Yeah. How is he? How is he going to possibly help them? Well, it's yeah. I mean, because that's that's the way that he's been able to position himself counter to so many of the expected Republican nominees. The the idea that because he was a billionaire, he didn't have to rely on corporate interest or on right. um, you know lobbyists mm. and other people to get him over the line. He was independent. He was a self-made man. Even even right. though that's undoubtedly untrue given yeah, so he inherited like... billions and fucking squandered it everything he's touched <laughs> he's like lost money on yeah he's the small business owner on he, the exactly the street, he's you know? the he's the you know he pulled him up pulled himself up by his own bootstraps by his yeah, dad's yeah. bootstraps that's just one aspect like there, did you there's a great um new york times photo of uh this hill and there's just a, a whole bunch of lambs on there and on the hill there's a billboard with a with a wolf in a business suit saying, "Promoting, I'm going to eat you," and the caption is all the all the lambs are looking at the billboard, and the caption is, "He tells it like it is." It's it's, it's so it's funny. Gonna, it's one for the ages. Yeah, it, it, incredibly prescient, and like that was done. Did you, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. It, he, he, that that came out a few months ago, but right. it like, yeah, it's just going to be like I said, one for the ages. One of those ones where it's like it's fucking incredibly prescient it's paul north if anyone wants to look it up for the new yorker cool um what do you think hillary does now oh fuck i don't know what she's doing right now Uh, i really want to know that would make a fascinating documentary and obama she's doing an obama yeah what's he doing think about obama like does he cry definitely I mean, think about Obama. He's worked he's, so hard. He's done so hard, so much. Eight years, and like just I'm on a, on a number like numbers game, you know, uh, the so, deficit's and, gone and, down, the unemployment rate's gone down, the introduction of quote um, Obamacare, you know, the Affordable Care Act, which expanded it for millions of people, all of these legacies and, and achievements. He nominated a Supreme Court justice. Completely by the books, in his um, in his uh, term in office, which should have been accepted by the Senate, by Congress, and and it was for absolutely no, you know, precedent. Well, with no precedent, for absolutely no reason, they've just stalled and declared that that was a decision for the. Um, American people to make in this election, which is absurd. And so now we enter a post-Obama um, uh, world where everything that he worked so hard for to, you know, demonstrably improve things for millions of people, every every inch of him, uh, of like every last bit of his soul that he dedicated into helping people, is now under risk of being completely erased within six months. Like, how do you even I, start to process that I you can't. do, you, you pour everything yourself into a country and the and country turns around and says, fuck you, I want to get rid of it. Poor guy. I can't help but imagine this whole thing as a, as a high school kind of just fighting for class pres- uh, class president or something and you know imagine imagining obama and trump and hillary they're all in the same year level in high school and you know it's just kind of tip it is tat so stuff high school you're so right um 
and you know it's just Trump who, who Obama has zero respect for, no respect whatsoever. He just brashly come in. Um, I, mean, I, can't, I feel I feel for Obama more than I feel for Hillary, for sure. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean I feel for Hillary, but yeah, it, I mean it, it. I suppose the sole sole comfort is that I have to assume that Obama will be looked upon fondly. Like you think I, there's, so. there's no... especially in the context of I mean, either side. You know. Genuinely, like either side. I mean, even Clinton, you know, was was you know has a dubious legacy in some respects. You know, how far do you go back to find well, an Bill American... or, or Hillary? Bill, Bill. Oh. Um, like, how far do you have to go back to find an American president that uh, I suppose has stood the test of time? And when you go into Trump, you know, you just have to think, fuck, well, at least there was that period in which one guy did his best. Well, here's the other thing, you know, that is a bit of a rude shock, is uh, when I heard Trump's acceptance speech before, he's saying, uh, we're hoping this will be a great four years or maybe eight years. I'm thinking, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years' time. 2024. Mate, I'm going to be fucking 35. Yeah. Trump could still be president. I'm 35. Yeah. I might have kids then. Yeah. Uh, fucking hell, like, it's yeah. not... And, I mean, I, I asked... Um, I I saw a couple of people, you know, on Facebook, and I asked one of my friends from work who has, you know, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, certainly not, not the pers- first person that um, put out this kind of sentiment on you know, the internet today, but how do you, um, like it was that, uh, did you see the CNN anchor? There was a um, black CNN anchor who had was basically coming to terms with Trump's presidency. Oh, um, yeah, I did. And his, his, his basic name? sentiment was, it was like Levon Le or something. Le- yes, he said, what do I tell my kids? Yeah, like you, you say to your kids, don't be a bully, um, don't be a bigot. Do your homework, prepare, be nice to people, and then you see the president do the exact opposite. You know, yeah. like this is a president who has double-digit sexual assault accusers, like in the tens, in the yeah. tens. Like, how do you? How, and they're now the most powerful man in the world. Like, what? How do you tell that to your kids? What it kind undermines. Of, it undermines any decency. Yeah, that you could. Uh, you, that you could that you could um, hope to impart on any another human being. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is just it was Van Jones. Van Jones, thank you. I Van was, Jones, I was yeah. in the vicinity. This was a white lash against a changing country. It was mm. a white lash against a black black president, in part. Mm. Uh, yeah, just the, the, this whole idea that that uh, and I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just find I, it is a it is a worse world that we we wake up in tomorrow. Impression of the week. <laughs> you know what? I was actually I was hoping to transition into Mikey's horoscopes because I feel like the planets have uh, have certainly uh, <laughs> have changed position since uh, the weekend. Why didn't Mikey's horoscope predict this election? That's a bit weird. Uh, I'm starting to should've. feel like should have 
there are some questionable aspects to Mikey's horoscopes. You know what? I feel those. I I, I share those doubts with you. <laughs> Mikey's horoscopes. <laughs> Mikey's horoscopes. Cancer, but just for everything. Cancer for all horoscopes. Yeah. Man. Probs no segments. Yeah. <laughs> You probably need to get some sleep. Yeah, man. I don't really know like a fun way to end this. No, there's not. There's not, Nick. It doesn't need to be. Doesn't end, need to end on a fun note. Mm. We don't know. We don't owe anyone any fun here at I, Deep I, Force I wanna, Incorporated. I... <laughs> Deep Force Proprietary Limited Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Um, sorry. The... <laughs> How, okay, can, can we end on one last one last thing? Oh yeah. How how do we how do you maintain optimism? How, what what can you practically do to improve the world? How how, how do, can can you can you position yourself um, in uh, you know mentally or um, politically or practically or personally you know in the way that you treat other people what steps are you going to take to fight against the a depression and b um, negative implications of this because that's that's all you can do right like that's that's mm-hmm. that is the task well, I'm gonna, that falls to us i'm gonna recycle <laughs> Good, yeah. I, I've actually told you. For You're a long giving time. me all the hard questions, Nick. I don't, I don't, I don't think of these tough questions. Answer that for yourself. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to try and consider other people's situations. Try and put myself in other people's shoes. Try and appreciate the fear or pain or questions that people have try and provide information to people without being didactic or um, smug or don't be didactic yeah empathy empathy trying to really understand where people are coming from even if they're wrong (laughs) <laughs> so we're going to need to work on that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a fun thing my mum came at her today my mum posted on Facebook she's very new to Facebook mm. she posted a uh, a map of the US is uh, split up into states and in all the red states it just says over there uh, dumb fuckistan and over the blue states it says America now my mum's a teacher so she's always going on about uh, how I should um, not post any kind of stupid shit or like uh, vocal shit about anything she's a teacher she's she's done she's posted that and then she liked it like a gangster with an angry face she liked her own status yeah it's great the, it's it's I, it's funny that you say that because I've seen like a few people of that you know our parents' generation put out things like oh in other news here's videos of 
puppies, you know, and I, and I, like, I see all my friends and, you know, oh God, like I can already hear the bias, but like I, I, I've been seeing nothing but engagement and horror and like dialogue and, and conversations and reactions from my peer group, but I've seen a surprisingly high proportion of just like, well, bullshit happens. <laughs> Have a look at this kitten from like parent generation. The baby boomers. The baby yeah. boomers just check the fuck out. They're like, well, I tried. I don't know. You kids fix it. I got what I needed from life. Here's a cat. There might, there might be some truth to that. Oh, there might be some sub- psychology to explain yeah. uh, about that. That's funny. I don't uh, know, good. man. Thank you for venting with me. Yeah, man, it's been fun. All right, you get some sleep. I'll, uh, I'll see you again soon. XOXO. If you want to listen to this podcast, you can find oh, us yeah. on facebook.com forward slash deep foot. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. You know where it is. Bye. Bye. <laughs>